Well, we're now in our third week at looking at the series of What Defines You. You know, and we, we started this series because we're in this middle of this COVID-19 isolation and, and thinking about how so often we've defined ourselves by the things we do and when that's all taken away, how do we define ourselves? What defines us? What defines you as an individual? Now, and in the first week of this, we, I, I had a look at actually what defines ourselves. How do we define ourselves? What are the ways that we define ourselves? Uh, last week, Caleb did a fantastic message and, and looked at how do we define ourselves um, when there is a crisis. Today, I want to actually take it a little bit further um, and so I want to have a look at the definition of who you are when it is, that definition is beyond your own, when it's actually further afield, further afield other than yourself. But in order to do that, we need to weave a few things in. We need to have a look and go deep in this, this last point of this series. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at knowing yourself and being known by God. So let's just pray. Let's just ask God to come and open our minds and our hearts to really hear his message today for our lives in our location. So let's just pray. Our gracious Lord, we just give you thanks for this moment. We give you thanks that we can share together across the internet. Lord, we give you thanks that your Holy Spirit is upon us and guiding us. Open our minds and our hearts to your leading. May your Holy Spirit open our minds to your word. May your Holy Spirit open our minds to hear your glorious love for our lives. Oh Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit will be upon me as I guide this message today. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to jump right into this. Um, and the first point is about knowing yourself, about self-image, knowing who you are. So let's ask this question first. And, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to get a response from you, but I want you to be honest. Do you have a healthy self-image? Do you have a healthy self-image? Some of you will have said, yes, I have a healthy self-image. I know who I am and I'm comfortable with it. Other people go, actually, no, I don't really have a healthy self-image. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I behave. I'm uncomfortable with this. And you will have said, no, I don't. And then others you will go, well, actually, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I kind of flip-flop between the two. You know, let me tell you about me. I want to be really honest with you. Uh, and I would be honest with you, and it's difficult being honest when we're in different spaces. But one of the things that that has really been placed on my heart is is opening up about who Simon really is. And I want to say that I struggle with my own self-image, with who I am. There are days that I'm comfortable with that and I'm happy with who I am and, and there are days that I struggle with that and I find it really hard. I find it difficult to kind of understand where I'm going, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. So, as we come into this point, as we're looking at our self-image of, of knowing who you are and, and what your self-image is, the way you see yourself, 
Why is it important for us to actually know this? See, here's the thing. How we look at ourselves, our self-image, it is actually the cornerstone of how we look at everything else around us, how we filter our thoughts on everything, on ourselves, about how we interact with other people and how we engage with situations. It determines whether we will react bravely in in an uncomfortable situation. So we've got a positive self-image of who we are. We tend to to step up and, and, and be more proactive and braver in situations that sometimes if you've got a, a low self-image of yourselves, you'll shrink, shrink away and go, oh, I possibly can't do that or I'm not able to do this, I can't cope it. You know, it, you know, somebody with a really positive self-image, if they're confronted with something that is difficult and challenging, they'll go, yeah, I'm going to step up and do this. Somebody with a, a low self-image of themselves will go, look at the same thing and go, I can't possibly do that. I, I, I'm, I'm just not capable of doing that or I'm not good enough or, or if I do it, it would be wrong. You know, and that's a, an indication of a lower self-image. So the lower your self-image of you, who you are, the more you'll shrink away, the more you'll be timid in your responses. It also determines how we let God lead our lives. So if we've got a positive self-image about ourselves of who we are, we're more likely to let God lead us. If we have a more negative self-image of who we are, you know, and and how I can't even love myself, how could God love us? You know, and we're not going to let God lead our lives. We'll dismiss God within all of this. You know, if we've got a more negative self-image of ourselves, we're more likely to be criticising other people and the efforts that other people do. See, let's just dive into a little bit of the Bible here. And I'm going to dive into the Old Testament to Proverbs. um, And Proverbs chapter 4 and verses 23 to 27 actually shows us that our own image of ourselves or who we are and what we do actually guides our lives. You know, here's Proverbs um, chapter 4 verse 32 and it says, Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. That's, that's the image of who you are, the person of who you are. That guard yourself. Because it determines that course of your life. See, self-image is, is our mental image and a mental picture of ourselves. It's both the understanding of our own physical body and also how we see ourselves as an individual in the world that we live. I found this simple way for us to think about our own self-image, and that has three elements to this, about understanding our self-image. The first is this. The first part of how we understand our our own identity, our own self-image is this, is the way that we perceive or think about ourselves the way we actually think about ourselves. The second thing is the way we perceive other people thinking about us. So our perception of what other people think of us. And the third aspect of this is the way we think about ourselves that we would like to be, our ideal self. See, 
I found it interesting because as I look at this and I look at my life, I can see all of those three elements both have positive and negatives over the last couple of years, ups and downs. And, you know, if I go throughout all of my life and I reflect back on what that is, it's the same. There's some positive, there's some negatives in all of those. There are times that I've thought about myself in very negative ways, you know, and, and, and just thinking that, you know, how could I possibly be any good? Or I can't do this. Or there will be times when I go, I'm, I'm really clever, I'm really good, and I'll step up and I'll do. And, you know, there's some positive stuff about who I am and there's also uh, immense negative things as well. One of my biggest areas that I struggle with for myself is the perception, uh, how I perceive other people thinking about me. Um, and, and I actually had a moment in my life not so long ago, uh, and I remember verbalising this and saying this to Annette, that I felt like I had no friends. Nobody actually wanted to be with me at all. Um, that there were no real friends. There were people I knew, people I worked with, people I did things with. But friends, they just weren't there. And so my perception of who I, how other people perceived me was really negative. I was really down and I, I found it tough. You know, and, and think about that, you know, the last way, what, are, what is our ideal self? Who do we want to be? You know, and, and at times you're going, I want to be this, you know, wonderful, creative uh, person that does amazing things and does all sorts of things and you've got this idea of who you want to be. It, you know, think of it like this. Say, say you're asking a child who they want to be when they grow up. Think about it like that. that you know, that's the ideal self. So when a young person says, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a fireman, a police play, policeman, a, you know, a football player, whatever it might be, a neurosurgeon, you know, you name it. Not that I think a four-year-old's going to go, I want to be a neurosurgeon, but maybe they might. Maybe, maybe their parents are. Um, but here they have it. They've got an idea of who they want to be. And, and let me say, you know, having an idea of who you want to be, this ideal self, this ideal person, is actually really important for us because when we've got a good picture of who we want to be, that's what drives us, that's what takes us to the next level, it pushes us to be better. But when we've got this, this poor perception of who we want to be, you know, I possibly can't do anything, I'm no good at anything, I think I'll just go, you know, hang around and do not, not do much. You know, we're not going to achieve much. We're not going to push ourselves. As you can see, you know, your own self-image, your own perception of, of, of who you are can go up and can go down. But I want to give a word of warning and I want us to be careful because if we become obsessed with our self-image then specifically we become obsessed about how other people think about us, then we are treading a fine line. We need to be careful of what that is for us. We should never become obsessed with how other people think about ourselves. Um, but we should never be blasé and dismiss them. There's that balance that we've got to have. You know, 
we, we need to be careful not to be, you know, craving the attention and approval of others all the time. You know, we, we don't need that to do that. And what I want to do is I want to drill down a little bit into this. And, and you know, I was struggling to, to get to, this, to the grips of what I wanted to say today. And I was listening to a podcast this week on, on leading with influence. And it gave me that point that I really wanted us to kind of grapple with and really kind of get my head around and, and, and allow us to understand some of this. Here's the thing that I want you to understand. See, in our world, we often get fame and influence mixed up. See, influence and fame are different things. Both of these have to do with, with how other people perceive who you are and we can strive for influence, we can strive for fame. That, that's, that's where you're going, I want to be famous or I want to be influential. I want to, you, know, you want to do those things. That's actually you know, two and three of that, that point about how other people perceive you and what your ideal self is all kind of mixed together. But it also means that we need to be careful of what it means for us. See, fame, being famous, is all about others seeing what you do. They watch what you do. They see how you dress. They, they, they see where you eat. They see what you do. You know, and, and the hard thing about that is nowadays we talk about social influences. Social media influencers, you know, like an Instagram, Instagram influencer of, you know, whatever it might be, TikTok influencer or whatever, because people see you, they may want to replicate you, they may go, oh, look at that. And companies go, I want to give you money because you've got lots of people seeing you and I want my brand associated with you. And this goes for other places. It doesn't even have to be on social media. It can be on, you know, sporting stars, you know. Companies will come in and go, you're seen a lot. You're on the football field. I want you to be associated. I want to be associated with you because you are seen. You are famous. People look at you. Now, I want to give you, you know, on YouTube, there's a really famous uh, YouTube clip uh, and it's, it's Ouch Charlie. As soon as I said that, so many of you know exactly what I'm, I'm talking about. You know, this little video, um, and it's famous, uh, is not influential. It's famous, but it has over 873 million views. It's of a little boy um, holding his younger brother, and he sticks his finger in his younger brother's mouth, and his younger brother bites his finger. And he says, ouch, Charlie. You know, that was originally filmed for the grandparents who lived in another country for them to see it. But it's become this big thing on the internet, on YouTube, and so many people have seen it. It's famous, but it's not influential. The only kind of influence it may have is, you know, don't stick your fingers in a, in a, in a baby's mouth that's teething because they'll want to bite you, you know. But that's not influential. Like, you know, influence. Influence is when you help others to make decisions and take actions that are going to change the world around them. See, 
I want to be an influencer. I don't want to be famous. I want to be an influencer. And see, an influencer doesn't have to have lots of people. You can be an influencer with just one person. You can be an influencer with two or three people. In a small group, in a prayer group, in a family, friends, you can have an influence on another person's life that's being an influencer. You don't have to have all these views. You don't have to have all of these things. It's about the way you work with another person. It's about how that other person perceives you. It's about how you perceive them seeing you. See, if you perceive yourself as being famous, you want people to follow and look at you. But if you perceive yourself and you say, I want to be an influencer, you go, it's okay if somebody sees me, but the thing is I want them to know how to change their life. I want them to know something else. I want to help them. Completely different way of thinking. Completely different way of looking at yourself. See, we can develop our healthy definition of ourselves about knowing who you are and and what it is, but that's only part of the story. You know that I said that the self-image has an impact on, on how we let God into our lives and how that works within our lives right at the beginning. And it does. In fact, it, I want to actually add one more part to this concept of, our, of how do we define ourselves, and that is being known by God. Being known by God, because we are known by God. See, in John chapter 10, verse 14 and 15, and this is our key verse for today. This is the verse I want you to meditate on. I want you to think on for yourself. See, it says here, and this is Jesus speaking, I am the good shepherd. The one that looks after, cares for, makes sure the flock's okay. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep. That is, Jesus knows us, the flock. The people who want to follow the way of Jesus. Jesus knows us. God knows us. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me, I know the father. There's that relationship. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. See, I am a Christian and I am known by God. I am known by God. That's the most important thing for us to understand. See, John Piper, when he's talking about knowing God versus being known by God, And there's a difference between that, about knowing about God and being known by God. God knows us. He says this in his book, uh, Think. And he says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verse 13, Paul does not simply relate loving God to knowing as we ought to know, not in thinking, but he says if anyone loves God, he is known by God. If anyone loves God, he is known by God. Deeper than knowing God is being known by God. What defines us as a Christian is not most profoundly that we have come to know him, that we've got to this point of knowledge and understanding, but that he took note, that is, God has taken note of us and God has made us his own. See, what defines me? Yes, it is knowing myself, but... My self-image, as I've been talking about and I've been sharing with you today, has its ups and downs. It's flaky, it moves around. However, above all of this, 
I am known by God. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling about myself. I am known by God. God knows me and loves me. God has given his son, Jesus Christ, for my life. God wants me. Even though I may not deserve it, even though I may think badly of myself, God wants me. And God wants you too, each and every one of you. The moment that we take this into account, that God knows us and wants us and takes us, that I am known by God, it is the moment that my self-image is completely reworked. See, as we use those three concepts that we have, we go, I am no- God knows me. Therefore, the way I perceive and think about myself is different because God, the unchangeable God, the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ, God incarnate, the saviour of our lives, knows me. Therefore, I perceive myself in a different way. God knows me. So the way I perceive how others interpret and I perceive how they think about me is different because God knows me. I don't crave the attention of other people because I am known by God. I don't need to be known by other people. I don't need to strive for those things. The ideal person, the way I would like, the person I would like to be is completely influenced because God knows me. I want to be strive to be more Christ-like. That's my ideal self. I want to be more Christ-like because God knows me. Therefore, my ideal self is completely different. So as we come into this moment, I want us just to pray together. I want us to take this moment and to really dive into the fact that you are known by God. The good, the bad, the ups and downs, all of your life, you are known by God. But God wants you. God loves you and God knows you. So let's just pray together. Our gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for this moment. We give you thanks that no matter how we define ourselves, the moment that we ask you into our lives, we ask that you are our Lord and Saviour. That definition of who we are becomes obsolete because we are known by you. Lord, help us to place our image of ourselves under the fact that you know us, that you have sought us, that you have saved us. Our Lord, lead us, guide us, encourage us, help us to be the person that you want us to be, moulded and shaped in your image. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.